Welcome to the Wealth Edit Podcast, a place where talking about finances is only polite. We talk to women and hear the stories behind how they've built their beautiful lives, whether that be inside or outside the home. Join us every week as we talk ambition, determination, and success with some of the most interesting, powerful women in the Southeast and beyond. Welcome to Wealth Edit Wednesday. We are so excited. This is the first time that we've had Richard Reuter on our podcast. He is the first male guest we've actually ever had on our podcast, and he is the president and CEO of Caroline's Cakes. Um, Emily and I met him at the Southern Sea at the conference, and we were just so impressed with him, his story, and how he has carried on a family tradition through Caroline Cakes. Caroline's Cakes and his mother, who is Caroline. So I don't want to give away too much of the story, but I often think about my boy moms who are building something great and how really their legacy could be found in um, even their male children. And so we're very excited to just be here and, um, and hear your story, Richard. So thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So just tell us, tell us about Caroline's Cakes. Tell us about the company. Tell us about how you got involved, just the whole story. Well, I, I, first of all, I really appreciate it. It's, it's an honor to be on, on the show and certainly an honor to be your first male guest. And, and I enjoyed meeting y'all at, at the Southern Sea. And I, I learned so much from all those all those strong and, and extremely intelligent women there. Um, I, as you mentioned, am the current president and CEO of Caroline's Cakes. It's a mail order bakery that was started by my mother, Caroline, after she served a seven layer caramel cake at my christening back in 1982. And uh, mom grew up in South Carolina. She was born in Charleston, grew up in Lake City, South Carolina, always around food, always entertaining. My grandfather had a charcoal and tobacco business and would uh, have a steady stream of clients coming through town and they would always be entertained at the house or there would be after church picnics. And, And like many Southerners, mom saw the power that food had to bring people together um, in happy times like birthdays and weddings and celebrations. And then in sad times, like when, you know, when we've lost somebody we love, food was always there as a staple. And, and uh, mom carried that through her own childhood and, and consequently through, through my upbringing. So when she served this caramel cake at my christening and started getting requests for more, she jumped at the opportunity and would make two or three cakes in the home kitchen, and then two or three turned into three or four, and she would leave them on the front porch on a joggling board on the front porch of our house. And at this point, we lived in Annapolis, Maryland, and people would come by on the honor system and find the cake with their name on it and put a check in what we called the big red tin, which creatively was literally just a big red tin in the business. (laughs) Lowercase b business was run on the honor system like that for, for 20 years. And, and mom got to a point where she could make a maximum of eight caramel cakes a day out of the home kitchen. So not exactly uh, turning along, but, but still having tons of fun with it. And so when the, the home phone rang and mom picked up and somebody said, I've tried your cake, I'd like to use them as a corporate gift. She said, great, how many would you like? And they said, 2000. And she didn't miss a beat. She said, yes, immediately, zero hesitation. Um, and that's really when the business of Caroline's Cakes was born. Um, she had she had always had that passion. That was kind of the catalyst, the epiphany of I've really got something here. Um, and so that first order was we originally were going to work with a co-packer, but we we cut into that first cake and we found a penny in it. 
And that's obviously not what you want when you cut into the world's <laughs> best seven layer caramel cake. So uh, my parents put a- I know. That was the Lord though, because he like <laughs> saved you from what could have been in the other cake. Abs absolutely, absolutely. There are no coincidences. Everything happens for a reason. So my parents put a commercial kitchen in the basement of their home. Uh, we bake that first order there. We ship that first order from my parents' garage. And, and again, as I said, that's really when Caroline's Cakes was born. I love that. And, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about your mom and just her, obviously her entrepreneurial spirit in that she was like, hey, everybody likes this cake. I'm going to start making some. And then you know, getting the call, we need 2000 and her not even hesitating saying, yes, you know, we'll do it. And then figuring out how to do it afterwards, which, you know, we hear so many stories uh, through Wealth at a Wednesday and just through our opportunity to meet so many awesome women. And you see that that's like the thing that the women who um, like have built these businesses, oftentimes it starts with just, I'm going to say yes. So what do you, did she have somebody in her life that modeled that for her? Where do you think she got her entrepreneurial spirit? My grandfather, her father, Tommy Ragsdale was a, a phenomenal entrepreneur. And, and I think she would be quick to agree with me that, that he was the biggest entrepreneurial influence in, in her life. Uh, he, as I mentioned, had a charcoal and tobacco business, was a, a, a huge uh, advocate for taking advantage of unique opportunities. You know, when, when they when they realized that they had a, a large amount of heat offput from the process of uh, manufacturing the charcoal, he talked to uh, the town of Lake City about selling them that excess heat. So then he's got you know, there's a, all of a sudden another business and, and just utilizing the the mentality of never having a dull moment. And mom certainly grasped that. I mean, I think I remember my brother and I growing up when, when our school did the Sally Foster wrapping paper sales. I mean, mom, we were loaded down with that. So my mom had us hustling. She, there was no way <laughs> that he was going to have us sell not the top amount of, of Sally Foster wrapping paper. So even she had a really fun, competitive spirit. I think you, you need that to to take that brave and courageous leap into a business. And, and it was seen in every, every, everything she did in her life. Well, you know what I just really love too about this story? And this is someone along the way, we have a great mentor um, in this company called Harmon Brothers and this man called Kurt Horn. And I randomly cold called him one day and said, like, we just really want to sit at your feet and figure out how you make all these uncomfortable topics. Like, talking about money, like normal and fun and funny. And so he became just this friend and mentor, but he sent us this book called Nail It, Then Scale It. And I think what I see a lot in business these days, and I think it's because there's a lot of private dollars circulating in the marketplace that like want to be infused into different businesses. But one thing that your mom did well is she had the wonderful product and she waited until it was time, you know, like until she got that call, she just kept perfecting her product until she got that call saying, okay, let's do 2000 cakes, you know? And I think that that's a lot of times um, I see people and there's nothing again, there's no problem raising money, but I, I really like, especially in humble beginnings, um, really getting down what is your actual product, what makes you special, 
is there an actual demand for it? And then going and expanding. I just think that um, there's a lot of lessons in that. I think there, there, there's certainly advantages to the ready, fire, aim approach, which is yeah. what, what mom, I think, took with that. And she was, she, she was having a ton of fun doing what she was doing. And it was just like, oh, wow, like I do actually, I can actually make, turn this into a business. So she got a call for 2000 cakes and it was, she hadn't thought about how much it costs to make the cake. <laughs> sort of thing. She was like, I have my, my neighbor down the street or somebody in, in Birmingham or in Charleston would call and say, are you still making those caramel cake? And she just said she, she couldn't say no. And she was having so much fun taking care of people. And the business was what allowed her to do that. The, as with, with many entrepreneurs, male and female, oftentimes the financial aspects of it come, come afterwards, mm -hmm. but it's, it's a great way to kind of test your passion. Yes. Uh, and that it was, it was cer certainly a challenge then when you have to look at, oh, I need to take care of a team. I need to take care of myself. How much is butter? How much is sugar? Um, those are problems that, that we sort of faced after the cake had already been eaten and enjoyed at a birthday, that, that was fine for that worked for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. Often I'll, um, Emily's an attorney, so she's, she's um, smarter and um, in all the ways than me, but often people will call us and say, Hey, can y'all, or do y'all do this? I'm like, yeah, we can do that. And she's like, yeah. what, what? We cannot, <laughs> we have never done that before. I'm like, we could. I mean, we really could. I'm like, but could we? We yeah. have to go back and read our uh, like semantic regulations. Yeah. Right, <laughs> I'm like, right. yeah, we can do that. And I do think it takes a little bit of that too. I think it's funny. Um, my my uh, at the time she was six and she was on a little basketball team and she would get frustrated every day uh, every time we went to a game because she would never make any baskets. And finally, I turned around the car and I said, "Well." I can guarantee you, you're never going to make a basket. And she looked at me like, you are the worst mom on the planet. And I said, well, you never shoot at the hoop. So, I mean, it's just never going to happen, you know? And I think you do have to sort of like go for what you're, what you want. I mean, you have to take the risk. You have to say yes when it, when it feels uncomfortable. Um, and maybe like you might not get a basket, but you never know when you are going to get one in. And the more you shoot at the hoop, you know, the more likely you're able to score. So, and when anyway. it goes in, the crowd goes wild. Exactly. Well, tell us how you got in the business. So I had sort of worked as, as unpaid labor on my breaks from boarding school. I went to Woodbury Forest in Virginia and then off to Hobart College in upstate New York. And I would come home on breaks right as the, I graduated high school in 2000. So really right as that first order came in. And when I came home from breaks, I would be tasked with um, helping pack and bake the cakes in the basement of the house. Um, so that was really sort of my first experience with the growth, slow as it was, um, and, and really what it takes to build something out of, out of nothing. Um, in an official capacity, after I graduated from college, I was doing the job hunt. I thought that I wanted to go to law school until about two nanoseconds after I had my degree. And I wasn't even off the stage. And I was like, I have no idea what I want to do. And mom took me out to lunch one day. And at this point, we had moved out of the basement of the house. And we're in a small storefront right before the Bay Bridge in Annapolis, Maryland. 
And mom said, you know, the business is growing. I'd love for you to be involved if it's something you're interested in. And, and I had, you know, nepotism is alive. I was like, I'm, my mom's the owner. I'm going to have a great title, like, you know, corner office type, not really a corner office, but <laughs> what's my title going to be? And mom said, I need a dishwasher because every single one of the layers in our caramel cake is baked individually. So we had thousands of pans and I jumped at the opportunity. It was a, it was a great lesson. Uh, I, I spent, you know, 90 to 100 hour, hours a week working with mom to develop the absolute best system for washing the pans efficiently and the same way every time and in a repetitive process and to help me learn the business from the back to the front. So from there, I, I jumped up and helped manage our deli storefront because I had experience in the restaurant industry, um, helped with the books because I had interest in, in finance at a at a smaller level than I than I do now. And then just sort of as mom deemed it appropriate, I would learn and be reassigned inside the business. And eventually I like to joke, she even taught me how to make the caramel, which is sort of like our Coca-Cola recipe. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah, I just uh, appreciate your willingness to just start at the bottom. You know, I, I know that when I even entered this industry, um, at there's a long backstory to this, but my first job, I was hired to just meet with clients, create relationships. Like that was what they wanted me to do. It was not here. And I floundered in that because I kept saying, you know, I, I was an attorney, then I've changed careers to financial advisor and was put in this role. And I said, but I don't know what's happening like behind me. You know, it felt so, I felt so uneasy and so then when I changed jobs and came to work with Lauren, we were in a unique situation where I had every opportunity to learn all the things um, that went in from the very beginning. But that has helped me so much. I mean, probably more than anything else that I've done is to, to be able to like work from the ground up Absolutely. in an industry to figure it out. And I think so much so, you know, to switch gears a little bit to parenting and obviously something your mother did really well was helping like even our children understand that, you know, if you're willing to come in at the very bottom and learn a business from the ground up, that is where, you know, where you really, that's like the secret sauce to being like a great leader and a manager of a bit, you know, like running the business. And so now I know just from talking to you yesterday, you you say that your day, you could be doing any part of the business. Absolutely. Yeah. If, you know, if, if they need, we need help in shipping, I was back there yesterday with Mother's Day shipments. I'll be back there today helping, helping with those because it's the last day for Mother's Day uh, shipments for those of you who are still looking for a cake. Um, <laughs> I will gladly jump back in and, and wash pans. I'll help ice cakes. You know, really, mom always said, and, and I support this in our culture here, there are no egos here at Caroline's Cakes. Everybody, every single person's job is the most important. I can't bake a layer of cake unless the pan has been washed. There's no point baking the layer if somebody's not going to be there to mid-fill it. If somebody's not going to finish ice it, then pack it. There's no point in taking the order to ship it. So everybody says like low man on the totem pole. Well, if the low man on the totem pole is not there, it's going to fall over. Like, mm -hmm. you know, the, the whole structure comes down if there's not pillars there. So uh, everybody, it's, it's true in, in, in small business and in any business, uh, in my opinion, that there's no, there's no position that, that's more important than, than the other. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So how have you built one thing that um, that I'm really fascinated with is building a team. Like how have you built a culture? At, yeah, I guess your mom set the culture and then you built on it from there. Kind of tell me how you think about that. So mom always said, you got to have the fire in the belly. And I, I think we, we look for that. We look for, I mean, training and background and experience is almost secondary to kind of what, what's here and here in your head and your heart. Um, we like to look for people who have a passion for taking care of others. Like we do. I think, you know, we're, we're very lucky in that we get to do something that we love and be part of so many people's traditions and celebrations. We have customers who've been with us since they were picking up cakes on the porch in Annapolis, still calling, and they want that warmth on the other other end of the phone. We have a sign up in our phone bank that says smile. They can hear it in your voice. So we look for people who are open to receiving encouragement and giving encouragement to others. Somebody who's not going to be intimidated by a changing work environment. And what I mean there is if the phones are slow, we will, people will be, Hey, where can I help next? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause that, that's, that's really, really what it takes. Um, and, and also it, it can be difficult at times because we are somewhat seasonal. So we, our workforce almost doubles between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And to get that buy-in from a team, knowing that it's just short term is, is really difficult, but we've been very fortunate to have been able to do it year after year and certainly plan to continue to. But it's just, I think our team is motivated and encouraged by the fact that my brother Charles and I and Caroline, when she was with us, our, uh, again, our willingness to jump in and do anything. We're not going to ask anybody to do something we wouldn't do ourselves. 100%. So as busy as it is, we're right, we're shoulder to shoulder or, you know, with COVID, we're six feet shoulder to shoulder, um, (laughs) as it were for the past several years. So I think that's a really valuable tool is our own work ethic is a valuable tool in motivating our team. I I love that. And, um, it's interesting when you say smile, people can, what did you say? Feel it? Smile. They can hear it in your voice. They can hear it in your voice. I was, I mean, this is not to bad. I, I think business has been really tough, um, and finding the right labor force and a business like yours has to be extremely difficult in this period of time. Um, that I was picking up a cake for my friend. We were out in Portland last week and the bakery didn't pick up the phone. When I came in, nobody greeted me for about five minutes. And it was like a very expensive cake. And I was thinking, I'll probably just never come back. You know, I mean, not just because physically I'm located in the Southeast, but also, and this person had been like tatted for being on Cake Wars a million times and whatever. And I was like, it just wasn't a great experience, you know? And when you're buying something, buying a cake feels special. I mean, you're buying it, like you said at the beginning of the call, you're, you're buying it because you're either celebrating or you're really trying to care for someone in a specific way. And um, and there's an experience that goes along with that. Uh, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think we have, early on, I would hear people pick up the phone, you know, you pick up, you know, Caroline's, this is Richard. And, and many times our coaches say, hi, how are you? And I heard somebody say they just would say, I'm good. I'm like, well, what we want to do is say, I'm good. How are you? Because it's not just, it's not just about us. And it's, I'm, I'm sure like with your clients in the financial world, hearing that encouragement, like you sit down with them and they're, they're maybe as, as I am intimidated by a financial statement or, or the, the finance world in general. And you sit there, something as easy as you can do this. It's like, okay, that totally changes the course 
of, of how a conversation or, or any challenge could be is, is something as, as simple as encouraging as that, and it costs nothing. Mm -hmm. I love that. And, you know, I think about your mom, and so your mom passed away in 2017 from ovarian cancer. That's right. And, you know, what I think, and just having lost my husband and something that I try to do, but clearly y'all are doing this so well, it's just carrying on her story too, you know, with, which I think factors into even all the way down to like how you answer the phone. I mean, you know, because she created such a strong legacy of this is about customer service. This is, we want to like be known for that. We want to be known for caring for our people and being able to say yes, you know, even if it's a, a tight turnaround, we're going to like do our best to make that happen. And you know, when we asked you about being on the wealth, I, I loved that you said, I just take every opportunity I can to tell my mom's story awesome. and just carry on her legacy. And I think that as I talk to you and as I hear more and more about Caroline's cake, you know, we realize that, especially as women, but I think men alike, that when we hear a brand's story, when we know like who they are personally and why they're doing what they're doing, you're so much more likely to buy from them. And I just think that I love that that's part of who y'all are and that clearly has allowed y'all to continue to grow in ways I'm sure that you and your mom maybe never even imagined. Yeah, I, you know, this is and always will be Caroline's case. I, this is still very much mom's business. Uh, it, it's, you know, we're not, no recipes have changed. Uh, the culture uh, has, has been improved based on the guidelines that she set. You know, I, I, I said yesterday, I, I know so much about where mom wanted to take this business because we would talk about it 25 hours a day <laughs> when, when she was still with us. And I think, you know, she passed it. She was 66 when she passed away, which is obviously far too early. Uh, but we have, I am, I am telling her story and it's a huge honor for me to continue to be able to do that. We we're often asked about where we come up with our new recipes and they really come from her. She had a huge collection of cookbooks that have bookmarks and dog-eared pages and notes and notes in the column and, and the margins. So uh, it does feel like we're able to continue working on projects with her. Uh, I also, my wife and I have a three-year-old baby girl, who baby Caroline, named for my mother, who uh, was born on April 5th, which is National Caramel Day. So I <laughs> I, I, you can't hear that and not think that there's a guardian angel out there looking after not only that, my little Caroline, but also this business in general. Um, and, and when I took over the business, which I think was always the plan, but obviously our timeline was accelerated with the cancer diagnosis. And I actually had this same thought the first time I went to the Southern Seas, I walked into a room and it was me and 250 female entrepreneurs. And I thought about every single thing that I have learned about business and really about, you know, you know, my character has been from a strong female influence. That's my mom, my mother-in-law, my wife. I, I've had so many positive influences. My wife and my wife in my life have been female and, and it's really helped shape who I am. I still, this is a female run business. Mom just happens to be, you know, in, in a better place now. Um, so I still think of it that way. That kind of makes me cry. I know. I love it. But I think it's too, it's an encouragement. I love that we're having you on this week of Mother's Day because it's just as an encouragement to us as mothers 
that, you know, sometimes you don't think your children are listening, you don't think they're watching, you don't think they're absorbing, you know, all the things that you try to teach them. I have a, an 11th grader. So like, I'm like doubling down. I think she's thinking like, if this woman, I cannot get out of here fast. I'm like, wait, have I told you about this? Did I, you know, like don't, oh, we haven't covered that yet. All of a sudden I'm trying to like get in all the lessons. And, and sometimes it's sort of demoralizing because you're thinking they're not listening to me. They're not watching. And, you know, I just, I love hearing you say that because oftentimes they are. And we just I, you know, a lot of it's learned through through osmosis, uh, and certainly within the bakery. I mean, you'd see mom pulling a pallet jack and then racing to answer the phone. You're like, well, like, my my God, look at that enthusiasm! That pet. here we are, 20 years from from when the business was like officially started, and 40 years from when the first caramel cake was served. Um, and looking back at mom, with mom ran at top speed every single day for this business and for those she cared about. And, and, and those people were her friends, her family, her customers, customers who became friends. I mean, it was, she made it look easy because it was so genuine. Mm, I love that. Well, I can't believe that our time is almost up, but I want to ask you a couple things before we go first. Okay. You said last day of mother's day orders. So we're going to get them in. So what, um, how do they find you? How do they order? Tell us how to engage with you after this little time together. So where we ship nationwide, anywhere in the country in one to two days, you can find us online at www.carolinescakes.com. There's an S on the end of Caroline's and an S on the end of cakes. Um, you can also, we'd love to hear from you. So give us a call. Uh, it's 888-801-CAKE, which is 2253. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Caroline's Cakes. Uh, and I, I'd be willing to bet that everybody who listens has a birthday. We'd love to be a part of it. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, my mom is on here too. And I, I love just these Mother's Day stories. It's so much fun. And tell us, okay, so our last question that we ask all our guests is why you said yes to the Wealth Edit. Because really what we're trying to do here is normalize conversations around money for um, all the women in our lives. So just tell us why you said yes to the Wealth Edit. I, the biggest reason I said, yeah, I had such a great time meeting y'all and, and, and having our conversations leading up to this conversation. It, it's been an honor to speak with you. Um, I also mentioned I, I'm never going to pass an opportunity up to share our story. Um, I learned something new about this business every time I tell the story. And I, I, I hope that the, this Wealth Edit episode is an opportunity for others to hear it and kind of have a larger, small aha moment themselves. It's it's a, a necessary part. Um, it doesn't have to be something that that sends your day off in, a, in an intimidating trajectory. It's they're just numbers. There's logic. It's, it's something that may be driving you or may motivating you. Um, but I think it's an important part of pursuing your passion. And, and this was certainly a, a platform that you all are helping inform so many others. And I'm thrilled to be a part of it. Mm -mm. well thanks for coming on. I know. thank you so much for being here and we look forward to we've tried the cake but we look forward to many more to come yes we're going to get one on the way to you we're you <laughs> two happy people awesome thank all you, right Richard. thank you all right have a all great right, bye. have a good one bye. we hope you enjoyed our podcast today if you want to learn more about our website please check us out at www.wealthedit.com the Wealth Edit is an online membership-based community for women looking to confidently discuss and expand their knowledge of personal finance. Our community provides a space for women of all ages to gather, 
learn, and plan their financial journey through virtual courses, weekly guest speakers, and educational content.